0: Welcome to Conversations for Human Connection. My name is Claudia Sam of Claudia Sam Soul Coaching, and I support driven women who feel stuck with where they're at in life, but who wish to know themselves better, prioritize themselves and take the leap fearlessly towards their purpose while creating a fulfilling life filled with joy using my tune in method.
1: And we can learn how to make TikTok videos and to do things that help us get advanced degrees you can Google the Black experience. For white women to ask me a question, I ask them, would you ask this same question of your white friends? As black women, we always have to kind of fight and prove that what we're saying is what we're saying, that our feelings do matter, especially when sometimes is diminished. Colorblindness assumes that everyone has had the same experience. If you realize that you have a voice and your voice is listened to, use your voice to speak up. Our voices, no matter how loud we can be, can be powerless at times and it's very frustrating. We are fed up. We need to we need to have these conversations so changes can be
0: made. <sighs> <laughs> Welcome to Conversations for Human Connections. My name is Claudia Sam of Claudia Sam Soul Coaching and today I'm joined by Jessica of Stories and Films. Hi Jessica. Hi
1: Claudia Sam. Good
0: morning. Good morning. I'm so excited that we get to talk and one of the reasons I'm doing these Conversations for Human Connection is that. Part of what I do is help women really dig inside themselves, right? And understand who they are outside of the title of their job, outside of the role in their family, outside of their race, outside of the color of their skin, and really arrive deep into the layer level of their soul. And that's when we can start to have heart to heart conversations with ourselves, but also with other souls. And so this is why we're here, and I'm so excited. Thank you so much for agreeing to speak with me in these. In these times of truth
1: thank you for having me
0: so Jessica one of the things I wanted to ask you and talk about is can you share with us any experience that you've lived as a black woman that can shed light for white women to understand better acts of racism that might not even seem like they're actually racist Sure,
1: I can totally do that. Um, One thing that I think should uh, be considered is that a lot of things that are are considered racist or discriminatory may actually be unconscious biases that are along racial lines. So sometimes I, I do feel that some people are just not aware that the actions that they're doing will be considered racist Um, for example if someone wants to touch my hair and or ask me where I'm from no really where are you from when my answer is usually I'm from New York City you know Um, you know it's kind of you know there has to be a level of empathy because if you know for white women to ask me a question I, I ask them would you ask this same question of your white friends, and if the answer is no, then possibly the question that you're asking is discriminatory.
0: Mm, that's such a good point, and you're right. I was just watching a video, um, I don't know if you saw it, it was BBC News. Um, her name was Evie, and she was sharing a poem or she she said she called it a word vomit. I don't know if you shared that you saw that video, and, <laughs> and she did like a little rap of, um, well, it was a beautiful poem, and one of the examples she gave was, Yeah, can I touch your hair? how is it that we can help these kinds of comments not happen again, for example?
1: Yeah, for example, the the one term that irks me a lot is when someone says, I don't see color, I only see people. Color color blindness assumes that everyone has had the same experience, and that essentially, especially here in in the United States, and in doing that, it suppresses the narrative of oppression and racial discrimination discrimination of those of color, particularly those who are black. And it also strips away of the uniqueness of some of a person of color. And in the opportunity also it strips the uniqueness of those who are white. You know, we inherently are going to see differences uh, amongst Fellow human beings, whether we see that we each have curly hair or someone has straight hair or the color of their skin or the color of their hair or the features, their height, and that sort of thing. You know, if we're not blind, we're going to see similarities and differences. So to say that, oh, I only, I don't see color, you know, it's kind of a racist term because you're kind of diminishing, you know, other people because sometimes you're kind of think, you know, and saying that, particularly me as a Black woman, I see is that, oh, I see you just like, I see you like how I am, but I'm not like you. I am different, um, you know. So that's, you know, that's one thing to say, you know. I always wonder, you know, like I have I have diverse friends. I come from, you know, I'm originally from New York City, and it's pretty, um, pretty diverse, but it's also a lot of different areas and sections within the boroughs where, you know, we kind of, stick to our own where there is a, a majority, you know, predominantly Black neighborhood, predominantly someone from the people from the Caribbean, and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so I'm used, I have, I have um, a diverse set of friends. Um, but you know, it's like, oh, I'm not racist, I have Black friends. And it's kind of like, well, would you say that, you know, I'm not racist, I have white friends, you know, so it's, you know, any act that discriminates is a discriminatory at the end of the day you know no matter how basic and even if it comes from a place where you're not being malicious it may be taken It may it may be taken as such because you know as black women we always have to kind of fight and prove that what we're saying is what we're saying and that our feelings you know do matter especially when sometimes it's diminished you know I can say I feel a particular way but someone was like, "Why is statistics that says otherwise?" And it's like, "Really? Numbers value are are valued more than how I feel." You I'd know? love to
0: know more about that. Like you, you're saying that you're having to often prove what you feel and what you're what you have to say. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Sure, I can. I can give um, a great example. I've, I'm a mother, and uh, my first my my first child, I had the experience. Uh, uh, being uh, delivering in a hospital and you know my my first my first uh, labor experience was not a good one and you know even just me saying you know I'm in pain can you please look at me you know I'm just sitting I'm sitting in the waiting area literally bleeding just hoping that somebody would look at me and even and my, my son was born and then was taken to the NICU because of complications. And in the back of my mind, I always wonder, you know, could this have been a different situation? With, if I was in a different hospital, or if I was a different person, mm. and that sort of thing? So it it affects, you know, it, different, you know, racial biases affect me, it affect my child, it affects our community. And I don't think people take the consideration of what one act can do to a whole community.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, uh, Jessica. And it makes me wonder, you know, say right now we were in this situation in the hospital waiting area and um, I was there next to you and I was not in pain, but I could clearly see that you are in pain. The thing to do then would have been, uh, hello, can someone help her? Like, would that be, would that have, is that the, is that an action that we are, that would have helped in that moment or is, I, go ahead.
1: I think so. I think, you know, what I, as a black woman, look for black Oh, for white women to do is to be able to use their privilege to help us. You know, if you realize that you have a voice and your voice is listened to, use your voice to speak up. It's like bullying. If you see a bully, you know, there's two actions. You need to step back, Or you push forward and you confront and say, hey, this is wrong. I'm going to tell you why this is wrong and let's correct the situation. Mm -hmm. And I think Black women, Black people in general are looking for that. You know, Our, our voices, no matter how loud we can be, can be powerless at times. And it's very frustrating, you know, especially when there are so many adjectives, used to describe us it. like you know the typical angry black woman's stereotype and it's like we have a reason to be angry we you know we are oppressed we're not listened to and I mean what kind of positive emotions would you want to associate with not being listened to with being ignored <laughs> you know so
0: wow thank you so much for sharing and um, this also came to my attention when I was listening to the, it's called Kinswomen Podcast. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, and I forget the name of one of the hosts, but she was explaining um, a story about how she was trying to get her, she was white and her husband as black, and she was trying to get him to speak up for himself and to, you know, why are you accepting that kind of behavior? Why don't you speak up for yourself? And and she realized that it's just not the same thing whether she as a white woman speaks up for herself and him as a black man speaks up for himself or a black woman. Can you tell us a little bit more about that difference? Sure,
1: Uh, you know, absolutely. I think, you know, like for instance, I grew up in a black household, both my parents are black, you know, and there's almost, you know, there's almost a tone of, you know, you don't discuss race, especially with those who are not Black, you know, because if you do that, you make them uncomfortable and it's not our place to make others uncomfortable. And that's why there's a shift uh, nowadays, you know, like with the current protests here in the States, you know, people are fed up. We need to, we need to have these conversations so changes can be made. It's absurd that Events that are occurring in 2020, you know, happened in the fifties and the sixties, happened that in the nineteen twenties a hundred years ago, happened in the turn of the century and even centuries before that. And it's like enough is enough. We are in a 21st century, we are in developed Countries we know better. It's time for us to, at the very least, have a conversation. So when it's ingraining you, even you know, even as a child, that you can't talk about your feelings, or if you say something, there are consequences to what you're saying. You know, you you learn as you get older not to not to do that.
0: Right. So if you speak up, there'll be consequences, and you don't want to make people uncomfortable. Um, let's talk about that because. I feel like many white women right now, if we're talking about women right now, are don't know what to say, are afraid of saying the wrong thing, um, are afraid of, of being seen as racist even if you know they say they're not, even if they in their heart know they're not, that white lens is still there. So what would you say to someone who's like this? Like, I'm not sure what to say. I'm not sure, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't want to be, Like, really, what would you say to someone who's willing to be comfortable with the uncomfortable but doesn't know how?
1: What I would tell white women is that, let's say, let's say a black woman says to a white woman, you're racist, and you're taking it back, like, oh my gosh, this person just said that. Give that woman some time to explain it. And if that woman isn't ready to explain it to you, ask another black woman or another black person and let them explain. Well, describe a situation to them and then let them ponder on it and they'll give you their the opinion and why it could be taken as such a way. You know, my point is, you know, don't just stop. If the person is angry, maybe they need to kind of come down and what having this, maybe they're not ready to tell you at that moment. Doesn't mean the conversation stops right there. What I would say to white women is to be able to educate yourself about the black experience. And it's, it's in the age of Google, you know, and we can learn how to make TikTok videos and to do things that help us get advanced degrees. You can Google the black experience and books that's related to that. Um, The easiest way to educate yourself, I have to say, is to be empathetic. Put Put your loved one in that situation. If you feel that your loved one was in the same situation as, you know, typical experience of a black woman, and you would step up and whatever, remove the person from the situation or speak up, you can do that for your fellow Black sister. And yeah. that's kind of what we're asking for. So that's what I would say. The conversation can't stop, even if even if it's uncomfortable. It may be uncomfortable at the beginning, but the more you talk about it, the more comfortable it will be. And, you know, it, it, it it's like with any relationship, whether it's a familial one or a romantic one, you know, the more you communicate, the more the relationship blossoms. And sometimes People have walls built around them, so you just have to give it time to chip away at those walls.
0: Mm, thank you so much. You're right. Give it time to chip away at those walls. And um, when is it too much inquiry and curiosity from from a white person towards a black person? Like because we want to, sh- let's say there there is this this desire for showing empathy and compassion and really inquiring but is it at some point just annoying
1: it can be you know because it's like like from my perspective you can really educate yourself to Mm -hmm. learn what the experience is um another thing too i think white people tend to when they're asking questions they tend to look at that that black individual to be the representative of all black people. (laughs) I cannot I do not know what it is to be born and raised in Nigeria. I don't know what it is to be a a Black person in the Caribbean. I don't know what it is to be a Black person in Oklahoma. I can only speak of my experiences. You have to ask yourself, if you saw someone with red hair, would you automatically assume, hey, how is it to be from Ireland? You know, so (laughs) it's kind of, you have to, you know, you can, you can do it. have to be willing to do it.
0: (laughs) You're so right. Thanks so much. And um, Jessica, maybe to finish off, have you ever done really self- development work um, to access that layer of your soul that I was talking about at the beginning?
1: Absolutely. I do meditation. Um, it's, it, it's, it would be, this is generous to say on a daily basis, because it's more of like an hourly basis, you know, at the times that we are in now, very stressful. Um, even with the racial climate here in the United States, I think people forget that we're actually in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) on top of this, you know? So it's very, it's very stressful and everyone's lives are turned upside down, whether they are working from home and trying to manage home and family life, or they're unemployed and they don't know where the next check is coming from. The, The normal stresses are amplified. So I do take the time to kind of um, I'm I'm in a room right now inside my house, and I'm away from everybody. You know, because it's very important for me to separate and, um, you know, separate and just focus on what I need to focus on, and that helps censors me.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, totally. And that's when, right, when we slow down and we're able to center ourselves and, and de-stress from the chaos of everything that's happening outside of us, well, we realize that we're often, you know, too, we're stuck in our head, we're being influenced by the external world and um, we start to either... Be enraged of what's going on, especially you know we can see the feed on on uh, Facebook and on social media, and we can really have that work us up, or we can all be human and connect at that level of you know we all have hearts, we all have this need for uh navigating a pandemic because we've never lived it, like we have to you know we haven't prepared for this all our lives. what I'm trying to say is. If we can connect to ourselves, we can then connect better with other humans, with other souls and understand that everyone is living the same human life, the same with the same air, but with the different lens. And if we can better access that inner soul level, then, then we can maybe chip away at that lens and start, hopefully, to eradicate any any racist acts, any racist thoughts, and start to see each other as the same, if hopefully that I, is a possibility I, at some point.
1: I do believe when people are being racist, and in this case, I'm talking about someone who is obviously a racist, and like a their goal is to mm. hurt someone. Mm. They are projecting hurts amongst themselves. There is a way to be with other people without putting them down, mm. and I think that's what uh, racists do. They, there's a level of superiority, which is what essentially what racism is. You know, it is and it is white superiority over other races, <laughs> and without projecting the hurts or perceived hurts, <laughs> um, I think that will help at chipping away racism you know we are we all should be treated equally but at the same time before we can do that we have to acknowledge that not all are treated treated the same way
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. thank you thank you so much thank you for having me I'm so grateful we had this conversation.
1: When you asked me to be a part of this, I was, I don't want to say I was a little apprehensive, but I was, I was wondering, you know, am I the right person to, to do this? And I have young children and when they get older, I want them to ask me mom, you know, during the whole (laughs) coronavirus pandemic of 2020 and you know all of the racial protests in the United States in 2020 what sort of history were you a part of Mm. you know and this is even my little step in moving in the right direction I may not say all the right things you know I'm I'm sure there are things I've said that black women may not uh, agree with and and that's fine because like i said i cannot speak for their experiences and um in certain ways i can speak for my experiences but you and i having this conversation may be able to inspire someone to have their own conversation mm,
0: yes you're right let's hope so let's definitely hope so and you said that you weren't sure if you were the right person to do this and um you're totally the right person to do this. So I hope you know that. Do you know that? Can you feel that, that you are the right person to step up for yourself, for your children, for other women on this planet to empower and yeah, speak up. Do you, do you feel it or is there still a little bit of doubt?
1: I think we all have, uh, what is that, imposter syndrome (laughs) every now and then. But, you know, but the older I get, the more confident I am, Mm. you know, so.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your life, your heart with us. I'm so grateful. And yeah, thanks so much for being here, Jessica. Thank you, Claudia, Sam.
1: I really appreciate it.